I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Music for the Mind. Combined forces, combined minds, and combined music passion from Jake, Serenity and Brutality, Metal Music Discovery Australia, and me, Shannon, the colourful writer and Good Call Live. Music has always been and will always be an escape for many. Tune into the music and tune out from your troubles and worries. Music for every mood, metal, rock, punk, Indie, hip hop, soul, funk, country, classical, progressive, folk, blues, dance, reggae, pop, house, world, trance, gospel, ambient, instrumental, grunge, noise, new wave, swing, jazz, and everything in between. Music is magic. Sound is magic. Spiritualism and music go hand in hand. Music heals, music feels, music is magic. Here at Music for the Mind, we plan to discuss this in depth. For episode one, we have your podcast hosts, myself and Jake, discussing the concept and interviewing each other. For all subsequent episodes, we will have various guests on the podcast to discuss various topics, all focused around music and mindfulness. These guests will include musicians, people who work in the music industry, as well as spiritually minded people and those who use music for healing, such as sound vibration therapy and so much more. Alrighty. So let's start by talking about what music means to you, Shannon. Music, it's, I don't even know where to start with this one. I probably should have written down my answer. Um, Music means to me as much as the air that I breathe. It's important. It's as important as the air that I breathe. It's as important as my children, my partner, my parents, everything. Music is such a huge part of my heart, soul, mind, body, psyche, everything. So yeah, music is a big part of my world. And so how about you? What does music really mean to you? Um, I would say I'd have a very similar answer to you because I genuinely think <clears throat> music to me puts colour into the world that is grey and it makes everything just so much more vibrant and it adds a backdrop to everything and I mean it, there's a soundtrack for everything you know your good times your bad times um, you know and it reminds you of certain times with nostalgia it's it's life. Absolutely, because it does that. You know, you can listen to a certain song, it'll take you back to a certain time or place or energy or emotion or feeling. So it's really, like I said it twice in the opening, music is magic. And it it sounds kind of corny in a way, but it really is. It's some kind of magic. It's something else. I totally agree with you there. Yeah. 
And how has music helped you through the years? This is a good question. I feel like it's a loaded question. (laughs) Music has helped me through the years. I think like anyone, um, when you're going through your teenage years, especially, and you're all Mm, full of teenage angst, yeah, (laughs) Um, you know, and you're just going through the transition of going from a kid to a young adult, and there's so much going on in your mind and so much changing in your body, and you know, different people have different ways of dealing with that. For me, music was an escape. It's a um, transformative, like, time of your years and to have, like, that kind of help transform and bring you into your formative self. Absolutely, yeah. It's really, <clears throat> it helped me through a lot. And, you know, um, different types of music at that time, depending what mood I was in, which I still do to this day, you know, if I was really angry, I would put on, there's a scene in um, Stealing Beauty with Liv Tyler where she puts her headphones on. She's really angry and upset and she puts her headphones on and she screams a whole song and, like, dances around. And I used to do the same thing, like, just put my headphones on and just scream to a whole and bands like that. I could totally so. see this in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it helped me during my teenage, teenage years. It's helped me as I've gotten older, um, just so many times, like when I was in labour with I've got three kids, I would have music playing each time and that would help the pain. What kind of music would you have playing during those times? I had all different stuff. I had, um, I'm trying to remember for each child. I know with Owen, my middle child, I had uh, John Mayer. There was some John Mayer on there and there was some like classical music. I think I had Bach playing and... Yeah, all sorts of different stuff. So mostly relaxy style music, though, because when you're in pain, that tends to help me anyway. <laughs> I think if I was in labour, Buck would also be a choice for me. Yes. Amongst many other probably more angrier music, but... Um, yeah, well, angry can be good too, right? We'll go into that more later, I think. But mm. So what has music done for you over the years? Were there times where you feel like music saved you? <clears throat> yeah, that's really interesting. I think, um, just like you said, with the whole being a teenager and kind of finding yourself, I think, especially for me, I remember like one of my oldest relationships, um, we kind of explored a lot of music together and it actually helped us kind of make a bit of a, a self and an ego that we were kind of more familiar and happy with. And it, I think it was pretty helpful and forming who I am today and probably same for you as well. Yeah. Um, it's definitely saved me from doing sillier things and helped me just get over and overcome certain moods. I think especially the heavier kind of music and, well, b- back in the day it was like we listen to Corn and Slipknot and all those old, you know, Linkin Park and all the yeah. kind of escape from your problems and just try to vibe out. And, um, yeah, I think – it definitely has saved me throughout the years listening to this kind of music. And as I've gotten older, it's definitely helped form who I am. Yeah, absolutely. I think music is definitely a big part of who I am too. Like I wouldn't be who I am without the music. So, And I definitely associate like your personality with music as well. Like As I do with yours. <laughs> so yeah, they, well, we met through music, didn't we? Yeah. So yes. I think uh, music is a very big social glue and coming into, I think it was only like two years ago, I started exploring the um, more metal side of the music scene. But since I've been out there, I think I've met a much bigger and broader social community that actually I associate more with my personality than ever. So, 
Absolutely. And that's that's interesting because we're talking about how music helps you and where it's saved you. And something it does also in that way is bring people together. So like you say, with um, with your metal music Discovery Australia, for example, um, it did I say that right? No? Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. <clears throat> um, all good. But uh, yeah, with Metal Music Discovery Australia, which I did say right, it brings people together. It's a perfect example of music helping people, but in a different sense, because it's, it's bringing like-minded people together. And a sense of community is actually really important, especially amongst, um, I think, sometimes like the more artistic and intuitive side of like life kind of brings out your more interesting and weirder kind of people that don't usually get along with the mainstream so it's good to have those kind of different like-minded people that you can associate with a hundred percent i find that creative people whether it be musically or artistically or whatever it is tend to be very emotive very emotion-filled people so a bit eccentric um, at times yeah 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 definitely that can be a thing as well so um it's really important to have that connection and to be able to bond with people on that same wavelength for sure. Um, Mm. So I did mention Metal Music Discovery Australia, which is a perfect little segue into my next question. So how did you end up working in the music world? When did you decide that you just had to do like what you're doing with Serenity and Brutality and with Metal Music Discovery Australia and everything else that you do musically? Um, Tell me a bit about your musical ventures. So I was actually really lucky when I was um, younger um, my mother was dating a musician um, who was in a band called The Giants and they have been around for about 30 years now. Yes. And they've had like the likes of uh, Mark Gregg from Australian Crawl and um, they do lots of stuff with Angry Anderson and also like Russell Morris and all these other bigger like blues, old rock and roll kind of bands. And um, I got the opportunity to go as a roadie on tour with them through the middle of Australia. That's so cool. At what age was that? That was, I think, 19. You were about 19, yeah. Yeah, because I wasn't really doing too much with my life. I wasn't too sure. Like, you know, when you just come out of, like, your high school and you're just like, oh, I don't know what to do with life. Yes. So you just sit there and do nothing and just, like, kind of procrastinate a little bit. But, yeah, so I got given the opportunity to go do that and it kind of changed a lot of things for me, not just, like, musically maybe and just, like, my whole life and how I view, like, the work and how I view music and how I view both them together. So, yeah, I got to go through the, right through the middle of Australia. I even went out to, like, Groot Island. We played at Ulara Resort, which is, like, in Uluru. Wow. Um, but, yeah, overall it was quite an experience to have, especially at a younger kind of age. Yeah, and so that was the moment that kind of made you went, hey, I want to work in this industry. I want to do something in to do with music yeah yeah, yeah. it's like <clears throat> I've always felt uh, quite an affinity with music and I've always loved music I think if there was two things in my life that have always been consistent with me I'd say it's like playing video games and listening to music I think those two things have never really gone away from me and probably never will and never will yeah probably not <laughs> but um I think yeah at a point where after a little bit and a little bit of growing up and a bit of adventuring and stuff I'd traveled quite a bit after doing the roadie stuff and um, also backpacked for a little bit, I had this kind of vision in my head about kind of designing shirts, which is actually what Serenity and Brutality started as. That's right, yeah. It was more about actually merchandise for metal bands and stuff. Mm -hmm. 
and now it's actually kind of evolved more into t-shirt design and gig running. Yes, yes, because you're a promoter as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so how that came about is when I think I was just going through a really rough time, still trying to figure out what I want to do with life. So I just sat there and I said, no, nah, I'm just going to start doing something and doing something that I really want to do. And Serenity was that. It was a good kind of way to get myself out of a really bad depressive rut. And I'm still to this day very glad that I did it. I even got it tattooed on the side of my neck. because Yes, I was, I was going to mention that. That's dedication, 100% there. <laughs> Yeah, now I can't really run away from it. So it's <laughs> it's written on my neck and like it tells a story and I think it, it's very important, this kind of stuff. It, it Like music and stuff, it tells stories about, you know, hitting rock bottom and then kind of making your way out and, you know, through the struggles and the little idiosyncrasies we make our way out. So Absolutely. And so you've talked a bit about Serenity and Brutality and your promoting work and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so Metal Music Discovery Australia, which I'm, I am getting right. There's four big yeah. words in there and I'm tired. So um, so tell me a bit about that one. When did you start that one? Yeah. So that one was actually like about eight months after Serenity. And that was to kind of, I was sitting there thinking, I really love listening to new music all the time, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily get... To, you know, when you're sitting there like repeating the same music all the time, it's kind of boring and you're just like, you're like, oh God, I just want to discover and like listen to some new stuff because I'm getting a bit cabin fever kind of here, listen to the same things. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make a group and just make it all about sharing different and new kind of music to do around like the metal scene. And it kind of took off from there. It was a bit slow to start with, but I think after, I think we had about 1,000 at the start of June last year, but we've progressed into the new year with about 6,000 people in the group. and It's blown up, hasn't it? I've watched it go from a smaller group to a much bigger group. So we should mention for people who don't know, it's a Facebook um, group, mm. but you've also got a page now as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So people can look it up as the page and the group. And um, yeah, so it's, it's focused more so now is more on community and bridging the community and putting on gigs and putting on like events to do with the same sort of scene to kind of help people meet each other and help yeah. people discuss music and so you organize meetups and things and there's all there's a variety of those there's not just gigs there's like family meetups if you've got kids yeah, we had like an easter meetup just recently yeah. um we were gonna do a metalocalypse one but that actually was meant to be today but got cancelled because huh. i was a bit worried about covid it's a thing yeah yeah definitely in this climate and yes. we've have just meetups for meetups so we're just for people to meet each other so yeah but yeah that's probably so an, Sorry. No, you keep going. I was just going to say, so it's based in Brisbane, but even though it's based in Brisbane, you are branching out, obviously. Like, there's lots of members that aren't from Brisbane. So, <laughs> so but obviously the meetups and gigs and yeah, things that you're organising at the moment are in Brisbane, but mostly, you're looking at expanding. Yeah, mostly in southeast Queensland. Yep. But we actually have had uh, discussions, like I think Google's going to do a Melbourne one. Yes, because um, there are a lot of members from Melbourne in yeah. the group, I've noticed. Yes, yeah. and a lot of Sydney and stuff. So we kind of wanted to get like a a person in every state so we could do like a meetup in every state and then could even do like a little tour thing as well. And also there was also an idea of like doing a little touring gig as well that went through all the things through Metal Music Discovery. But yeah, I I think these things are just, yeah, as time unfolds and a bit more infrastructure is made, there will probably be a bit more of that. But for the time being, it's more smaller structure and smaller scale meetups. 
Yeah, but I think there's definitely lots of room for expansion, like for things to expand there and go bigger. And But, I mean, what you've done in such a short space of time already is something really special and I know a lot of people appreciate that you created the group because it has given that little connection for people to come in. And, and another thing you do, which is wonderful because you're a promoter yourself and some of the other admins and stuff put on gigs. And obviously you definitely highlight their events and your events, but you're very big on supporting other local events and gigs and other local music entities that, that support the scene, which will segue into what you're going to ask me actually. Yes. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I think the main thing is just trying to make it more of a platform, not just for us, but for everyone, because it's community is important. I think it's paramount in in life to have a community that you really about and enjoy. So absolutely, it's something really special. But yeah, enough about me. Yes, it's your turn. <laughs> I'm like, yes, <laughs> let's talk about me. <laughs> How did you end up working in the music world? And when did you kick off The Colourful Rider and Good Call Live? And tell me more about them. Well, yes, where do I start here? So, so The so Colourful Rider probably. The Colourful Rider, well, The Colourful Rider came after. So I might actually flip yeah. that and reverse it and whatever that song is. Um, and <laughs> who's that, Missy Elliott or something? I think yeah, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It all comes back to lyrics. It's like that that meme or whatever. We can't be friends unless you don't mind me just randomly quoting music lyrics. Which no, please. That, that's awesome. Happen. Always do So that. I'm going to flip it right around and reverse it and go with Good Call Live first. So Good Call Live started off as GC Live, which was run by a guy named Matt. Um, he was based on the Gold Coast. He started it as a gig guide and then it just kind of blew up. People were messaging him and saying, dude, I've got new music, can you promote it? And he was like, I'm just a gig ad. And, um, and then so he decided to make it like a music website. Um, and But he didn't have a lot of time or um, focus on it because he had, I think he was at uni at the time, other stuff was going on. He started getting some writers in and I was one of them. Um, and then before too long, he just decided he didn't want to do it anymore. He reached out to me, he said, do you want to take over? I'm like... Shit, yeah. All right, let's do this. So at the time, um, I had a bit more time on my hands, so I was willing to take it on, but not without someone else. So that's where I reached out to Liz, who is my heterosexual life partner. She is, um, she's like, we're the same, per we send each other that that gift that's like, we're the same person or whatever, like all the time. Like we have our differences, but we're very similar. So It's always good to have like a twin flame that shares the same kind of passions with you because that feels awesome. Absolutely. And we we have hashtag called ourselves Team Shiz because when we go to events, she's a live music photographer, I'm a writer, reviewer, um, so we're Team Shiz. So, yeah, Team Shiz got together and we went, yes, let's take over GC Live. We rebranded to Good Call Live because it's not just Gold Coast and people were like, oh, it's just a Gold Coast thing. We're like, no, no, it's like all of Southeast Queensland and we do cover music from everywhere. So. And your gig guides are like very expensive. I realised that they actually sprawl across not just, you know, Brisbane and stuff. They go from Ipswich down to Gold Coast and all surrounding and it's actually really cool. I... I think I thoroughly enjoy your gig guides because they're the most extensive one that I've found, especially for my type of music. So Thank you. Yes, we put a lot of work, a lot of work into our gig guide that we do every week. Um, and Liz has gone and set up now on the website where it's an even more extensive gig guide. So it goes right to the end of the year, like into the next year. Obviously, that gets updated constantly because gigs that haven't been announced yet or things change. So, so you guys just constantly on the hunt for gigs that are around? Like, yes. do you just on Facebook, on 
on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have a system. Um, it's an interesting system. I won't go into it because that's probably pretty boring. Um, but there's four of us. So myself, Liz, and then we've got Natalie or Nat who looks after our Instagram, and we've got Tracy who calls herself the Music Maven. Um, so Trace, Nat, myself, and Liz, the four of us, put the gig guide together every week um, and keep it up to date on the website as well. So yeah, we wanted to stick with that because that was how GC Live started. It was just a gig guide. Mm. So definitely focus on that as well. But then it's expanded Good Call Live and as you know, um, we've now got our music website, we've got uh, YouTube, we've got Spotify, we've got um, Facebook and Instagram and all the rest of it and we cover as much music as possible. (laughs) It's like literally impossible to cover all the stuff that lands in our inboxes every day because we're very fortunate that we're in touch with a lot of wonderful PR companies, management companies, um, bands directly that send us all their new music and stuff all the time and it would be fabulous if we had the ability to get all of that up onto our website but we don't. So we do our best and we definitely have a focus on supporting local um, music so that's a big thing. So that's Good Call Live. And, um, is there any plans on expansion of Good Call Live to go further with things or is it kind of where it needs to be? And I think it's an interesting question because something that Liz and I have always wanted to do with Good Call Live is remain quite grassroots. Um, <clears throat> um, so staying away from profiteering? Or yeah, we're not big on doing it um, to... Sorry, my computer just freaked me out for a minute. <laughs> it's fine. Small crisis over. Um, yeah, we definitely, look, Good Call Live will continue to organically and naturally expand and do other things and branch out and we, we won't say no to things. But, um, but yeah, I think at the moment we're very happy with things as they are. We like to keep it um, pretty grassroots and we're all about supporting the music and we do it for the love of it more than anything else. Yeah, and I'm so. quite happy with like the amount of, work and effort that goes into most your interviews your guides and like just you can tell there's a there's a cut above most others and it really shows with your work oh stop it i'm (laughs) blushing you can't see because it's a podcast but i'm blushing (laughs) um and so then i guess i should talk about the colorful rider and then we'll get off me for a while because we've been focusing on me for a bit um so the colorful rider is actually a nickname that I got from Andy, who runs Wallapalooza, who I worked with a while ago. Don't work with him now, but um, when I was working with him, he kind of jokingly one night said, um, I should call you the colourful writer. You've got your bright pink hair and the way you write is very colourful. So very that should be... Very emotive and expressive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So he's like, that should be your name. And so I do credit Andy for that. If you're listening, Andy, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I decided to um, have my little moniker or business name, whatever you want to call it, the colourful writer. That includes... That's like a big like umbrella thing for all my music work. So the Colourful Writer, that's where I do my promotion, like I put on gigs as a promoter. Um, That's what I put whenever I write a review or do an interview or anything. It's always Shannon Sloan, the Colourful Writer. Um, So, yeah, the Colourful Writer is just something that... So more the journalism side of Shannon, more the same? Yeah, the journalism side, but also, yeah, like I said, putting on shows and stuff as well. Yeah, also as a promoter. Yeah. For yourself, yeah. Yes, which is all very exciting stuff. <laughs> the Colourful Rider does have something coming up, don't they? Yes, yes. I guess I should mention that. Yes. Yeah. So I do, um, one of the gigs that I do is Moondoll Music Fest. It started off as Moondoll Metal 
fest um, because I I do love my metal. We all know that. But my music taste is so broad. It's like just insane. Like I will go from listening to classical to country to hip hop to trance to a bit of dubstep to metal to rock to grunge to yeah, yeah like totally I said, it's, relate to that. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, so I thought. Instead of doing Moondoll Metal Fest, we'll do Moondoll Music Fest. And I plan to do it every year. Obviously, last year's got canned um, due to COVID, which was really heartbreaking because there was a lot of time and love and energy and a bit of money put into it. Um, and that all went to shit. So, yeah. And then this year, I was thinking maybe I won't do it. Maybe I'll play it safe and wait till next year. And mm. then I thought, what the hell? Let's just do it. Let's just get it happening. And so it's come back. I haven't announced any bands or anything yet, um, but the lineup is nearly complete. So that will start soon. So it's going to be Saturday, July 20 at the Mansfield Tavern. It's two stages. And this time I've got Heavy Mag involved, which is Chris Peters. He's amazing. Love him. Yes. Um, great dude. Yes. Great dude that likes to use the C word a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chris. Um, But, yeah, so he's involved as well um, and I'm really fortunate that um, my partner Jimmy works at the Mansfield Tavern as one of the managers there. So he's going to make sure that everything is just going to be amazing. Mm, Big props to Jimmy being able to organise so much stuff. I wonder where he gets time to scratch himself, let alone play guitar. Yeah, exactly. That's Jimmy also plays in Piston Fist. Yeah. And, um, yeah, why not? We should give Jimmy a plug here because we both love him, don't yes. we? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so he's got a lot of live music happening at the Mansfield Tavern, which is really exciting because the, the Rock Arena stage there is is iconic. It's um, It was the place to play in the 70s and 80s um, and every band that you can think of. Yeah, has played there. Every person you tell about, especially the older crowd, they're just like, "Wow, that's the only place I used to go to watch music." No, well, that was my old stomping grounds. Or that's my old yep. hangout. Like, a hundred percent. It definitely needs to. It needs to be alive again, and it's definitely this year has shown that it can and should be the way it is because it's such a massive, great venue. Yeah, a hundred percent. My dad tells me stories of seeing Skyhooks there and bands like that. So oh, it um, would have been good. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, so that's it. So we talked about Moondoll. We should probably move on. <laughs> Alrighty. <clears throat> so, where are we? A bit more about you. Yeah. Again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you meditate to music? What sounds help you tune out and relax? Yeah. So, this is a thing, definitely going back to um, the music for the mind, our podcast, and what we're talking about. While it's going to be quite broad and look at all different things, something that it's definitely about is in saying music for the mind, music that can help you in so many different ways. So, for example, meditation is something that's really important to me um, and a lot of people I know. Um, We all live in this crazy, busy, hectic world with so many things going on like COVID and so many things that bring on anxiety and stress people out and upset people and worry people. And, you know, so meditation is really important for me. Um, And... To be able to meditate for me, I like to listen to music as well. Or there are like guided meditations and things like that, which are really wonderful as well. So um, is there like a particular music you would meditate to or? Yeah, mostly like classical or I like stuff like rainforest sounds because I really love birds and I really love nature and like one of my mm, favourite places. To, yeah, the ambient stuff. Um, one of my favourite places to visit is Mulaney because as soon as I'm there, I just tune out 
to everything, close my eyes, put my feet, bare feet on the grass. I'm there now as I'm doing it and as I'm saying it and um, and listen to the birds and just the sounds of nature. So, so that's talking about, you know, sound therapy and how sound can really help you. It's um, just so grounding, just listening yeah. to the natural sounds of like it. It just reminds me of when I was in Byron Bay, just like sitting in the Airbnb and listening to all the different, you couldn't even tell what most of the birds were, but they were just so beautiful to listen to and it just brings you back to earth. A bird song is something just so amazing. They're such beautiful creatures. So, yeah, so I can definitely, there's a couple of different um, uh, soundtracks and things that I listen to on on Spotify and stuff. And whale sounds, that's Mm. another thing. Whale sounds are really cool. Although I always laugh to myself because I think of, Finding Nemo yeah, with Dory going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can mind. speak whale. Ooh. Yeah, anyway, I won't speak whale on the podcast. Um, <laughs> that's not what we're focusing on. <laughs> but It'd be yeah. a lot cooler if you did. But. Yeah, well, this is true. Uh-huh. And you just quoted Dazed and Confused, didn't you? That's from a Dazed and Confused movie. I didn't mean to, but yeah. if I did. Yeah, it'd be a whole lot cooler if you did. That's, um, oh, I won't be able to think of it. Matthew McConaughey might, might be his. That's a good soundtrack. While we're just going off on tangents, <laughs> soundtracks, man, like the Dazed and Confused soundtrack. If you haven't listened to it, people listening and Jake, you should listen to it. All right. It's really good. It's on the, that's on a to-do list. So, yeah, so we've talked about um, meditation and, and music. Yeah. So do you use particular types of music to help with different moods? Like do you think that listening to a certain type or genre of music will affect your mood? Yeah, so 100%. I think using different types of music for different moods definitely works because I think you can definitely subconsciously why your brain and your like modes are thinking and feeling via music. It can definitely influence what you do and what you say and what you think and what you feel. So I think like... There's definitely times where I know not to listen to certain types of music because it might put me in a certain way and there's definitely a time, like, time where I know what kind of music I need so I'll put that kind of music on. Yeah. So like cathartic music when I'm feeling a bit sad helps bring on like helps me get emotional and move through the emotions so I'll do that sometimes. And when I'm feeling like a bit angsty I'll actually put on angrier music because it actually calms me down. Yeah, now that's an interesting one, that one, because a lot of people I know and especially people that don't really – understand metal or heavy rock they'll be like oh it's just angry music and it's just like devil worshipping angry music it's not and as you say for some people it's the complete opposite the more aggressive the sound of the music the more that actually helps you center and be calm yeah i think it's just like when something matches like what's vibrating inside you and it's vibrating at the same kind of um, frequency and it matches that it kind of just makes i don't know it just kind of makes a baseline and makes me calm absolutely and that's what vibrations that's what part of what we will touch on a lot throughout this podcast i think is the vibrations and the energy that music creates and not just music but sounds Mm. um and so yeah so it, it is frustrating that people think that stuff like metal music is just um you know, a negative energy and stuff when it's it's really not. No, I think it definitely it can play a role in a lot of cathartic and um, more, you know, tackling more of the um, darker sides of the human psyche, which definitely always exist regardless of whether you want to face them or not, mm. are going to always be there. So, and 
there is definitely times I think that you could listen to it too much and it can influence you to be a bit angrier and a bit more depressive all the time too. So it's it's a bit, you know, be open-minded with it, but also have a bit of balance with what you listen to. Like I always try to, I usually always go back to alternative kind of rock because that's very um, universal and There's stuff like... There's a comfort like, in it almost, yeah? yeah? nostalgia and... Yeah, yeah. And just that whole, it's very accepted, more accepted than more of the other stuff that I mostly listen to. And it's stuff that I, because I drive for Uber as well and ride shares. So it's stuff that I can usually get away with playing in a car with people that don't really know me. Yeah, so that's a thing. Have you ever had a bad rating from playing music that people don't like? So out of, <laughs> I did about 400 to 500 trips of actually purely listening to metal, but I actually t- tailored a list that was actually like metal that I could get away with in an Uber. And after 400 <laughs> trips, I finally got one complaint. Wow. And one... That sounds um, like, like you could make a, a Spotify playlist, music metal music that I can get away with playing in an Uber. There is a Spotify playlist about there this is. actually. So I've got metal music discovery people to fill my list with stuff that I can get away with. And I even made a collaborative because I, I had pot trust in them. And then the first song someone put on was like Disentomb, which is very heavy oh, death yes. metal. Yes. So, I, so I, not I, for everyone. Yeah, it, they, they snuck it in there. And, <laughs> and it came on while I was driving someone. It was very awkward. Oh, dear. But um, yeah, I also had one person ask me. To, I think it was because she was of like a, of a different type of faith, so she wasn't really into probably music that was a bit angry. It was only nineties alternative rock, but she still asked me to just turn off music completely. Uh, yes, and that was a very interesting car ride. I really don't like driving without music. Hey, I can imagine. Yeah, it would be nice to keep you company and keep you motivated. Especially if the other person doesn't really want to talk to you. So yeah, so you're just like, this is awkward. Give me. I just don't want dead silence. I need some music. You but kind of then forget that like music is your kind of consistent you know like I forget and then it like when I don't have I'm like oh god what am I doing I don't like I'm not used to this this is awkward yeah but then it is really good that obviously you did the right thing and turned off the music because you've got to consider other people as well of so course. yeah and if it wasn't going with her vibe and her energy then you did the right thing so that's really important yes um all righty so we're up to you again yes what types of music do you listen to to motivate you to work, clean, work out, etc.? Yeah, so this is definitely a thing and it's continuing on from what we've been talking about. So different music for different moods and different energies. Um, so at work, like when I, because I have a day job now as well. Um, so I work at a hat shop, which is not something I thought I'd end up doing. But I absolutely love it. Definitely suits you though. Thank you. I have lots of fun because you can dress around your your hat, which is I'm a very creative, expressive dresser. But my boss has a very eclectic taste in music as well. And she really likes um, music from like big musicals and things like that um, because she was a dancer and she did other things when she was younger. Um, You can almost guess that by looking at her. Yeah, yeah. And she's a bit of a goth as well. I'm sure she won't mind me saying that. Um, so she likes likes a lot of darker um, sort of music as well and a lot of sort of medieval sounding, which is really cool because I was a medieval reenactor for a while and we used to listen to a lot of um, like time period music from then. So all sorts of different instruments that you wouldn't hear as much today. So in what kind of pieces would that be? 
like, like I don't even know what they're called, all the names of the medieval instruments. I don't know. Like Big, lutes and stuff. Yes, and lutes and things. Yes. Lutes and things. Fantastic. Lutes and things. That's the technical um, word for it. But our, what I'm trying to get at is our playlist at work is all over the place and I love it because you never know what's going to come next. We might be into a Broadway musical tune or we might be into, because it's a very old-timey shop as well, there's a lot of like 1950s, 19. 19- 40s even music like um and i suppose you kind of want to influence people that are coming into the shop and give them kind of an atmosphere of what they're coming in to do when they're buying hats of certain kind of yeah fashions because again that's important isn't it music for the minds like when you're walking into a shop you want the music to give you like there's nothing worse than walking into a shop and there's some really intense dance music on or something and you've got a headache because you're hungover and you just want to buy a dress and get the fuck out of there and you got this music blasting and you're just like nope I'm out. Yeah, there's so, definitely music not for that too, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's really important what you play in a shop. Um, so at work I listen to a bit of everything and it's great. There's a lot of sing-along tunes on there which helps the day go fast. If you have – not that our shop is ever quiet, but very occasionally if there's a quiet moment it just makes the time pass because you're singing along and having a good time with your workmates. Um And then what else did you ask? Cleaning. So when I'm cleaning at home, I will often put vinyl on because I've got a small vinyl collection, not a huge one, Um, but it's majority Foo Fighters because anyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed. As we're talking about tattoos before, I have my Foo Fighters Fighters tattoo. Um, Thanks, Jeffrey from Brisbane Body Art. Let's give him a shout out too. He did my my tattoo and he's amazing. Um, so, yeah, when I'm working, um, uh, sorry, cleaning at home and, you know, I've got, sorry, my throat, <clears throat> I've got three kids, so the place is always a mess um, and a dog and a beautifully Viking-like boyfriend, so there's a lot of hair and stuff. So there's always a lot of cleaning to do. So Foo Fighters helps motivate me to do that. And then working out, I don't work out as much as I used to, which is probably obvious um but when I do and especially I used to do like yoga like a little mix of yoga and calinetics and stuff every night and um I had this weird mix that had an artist named Mo do you know her I think that's how you say it it's M-O but I don't know if she actually it might be one of those ones where she pronounces it differently or something I think in the end she's just like yeah just call me Mo because everyone did so she's amazing so but then I've got like Lincoln Park and stuff on there as well so I've got this real mix of because she's not heavy at all um but obviously like when I was trying to do like planking and stuff I was trying to tighten my core or strengthen my core and so I would like put on like Lincoln Park and stuff like that and it would motivate me to hold that plank longer because I was like, yeah, yes, I'm, I'm angry right now. Because not that it made me angry, it just sort of energised me it in, an, in an aggressive. In right. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. state of mind. Yep. Which also, if you don't mind me interjecting a little bit. No, go for it. <clears throat> there was actually, I remember when I was picking watermelons in the Northern Territory when I was on my backpacking thing, I remember there was always – um stuff we'd work to and stuff and it would be a lot of it was actually very varied um kind of playlist and stuff and it would go from like system of down all the way through like r&b to like lots of just like old kind of like workmen tunes and stuff yeah but then i remember uh, talking to one of the uh, managers and they said sometimes i would even put on like uh, fear factory which is which is like industrial kind of metal to try and like really push their workers to pump out lots of melons because that would actually help <laughs> push pump them really out hard. lots of melons with fear factory yes, yes. 
<laughs> apparently that's the thing and because sometimes they would get paid by the ton and like they would probably get two grand in a day if they could do it so they're trying to use all sorts of types of music Motivation. to try to motivate them yeah and fear factory apparently was one of them that helped push them a bit harder if that's super cool people are into that yeah and no, even if you're it. not it might help you i don't know yeah absolutely i think music can be very motivating in fact we should do a whole episode called music for motivation mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I've got lots of ideas, by the way, for this podcast. So everyone should keep listening. This first one Agreed. is just is just all about me and Jake and talking loosely about all the topics that we're going to be focusing on. But yeah, we've got some, and we've already got some guests lined up, which are exciting, which we're not going to give away yet. Yeah, but I, I think, feel like yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be an adventure, not just for us, but for anyone else who's listening. But we're super excited just to do it ourselves. Yeah, it's really nice to be here with you, Jake. Yes, it is. Likewise. Yes. Um, I've lost where we're up to. <laughs> um, we went off on a tangent. That will happen. It's all organic here at Music for the Mind. Um, so do you – what's my next question? Do you fall asleep listening to music? So this is an interesting one. Like do you put music on as you're going to sleep and then also as soon as you wake up in the morning, do you just have to put music on straight away? Like does that start your day on a good note if you do? Okay, so this one's interesting because I I definitely used to do it a lot more. Like just recently, I think of – because I've just got in a relationship, so it's not like – it's kind of like, you know, when you're together, you kind of do like your thing together. Whereas like when you're by yourself, I think you – I definitely used to listen to music all the time. It would be from when I fall asleep to when I wake up, always having music on. Especially like falling asleep, I'd love to listen to – ambient kind of stuff especially like i was really into recently summoning which is kind of like lord of the rings if it met black metal and it was just, really? just like a very <laughs> that I, sounds always, interesting i've always been about like fantasy based kind of music so i'm really yeah it's tolkien inspired metal that's really really ambient wow. and just cool yeah um and from when i wake up yeah i definitely like to start my day off with music because i think it it when you put the right song on for the right, you know, day and what you're trying to get done and accomplish, I reckon it can definitely energise you in the way that you definitely want to go about your day. So, and what about you? Do you fall asleep listening to music still? Yeah, it's interesting. When I was younger, like when I was a teen, I used to have the radio playing and I'd go to sleep every night with the radio on, which is like crazy because there'd be ads in there and stuff as well. And I don't know how, like I couldn't do it now. I couldn't sleep through that. Um, Definitely like delicate soft sounds and stuff at night time is okay. But yeah, I think in my older years, I don't want to say old age, but I am getting there. Um, Yeah, I don't listen to music as much going to sleep, but getting up in the morning, it's definitely something I like to put on. Um, I have to consider I have three children that are waking up and getting ready for school every morning as well. Um, And sometimes with Jimmy's night shifts and things. I can't always play it super loud, um, but I will have stuff on quietly in the kitchen while I'm preparing breakfasts and so school does that lunches. So make it more special when you can finally listen to it. Oh and yeah, when you can have if a I'm volume to it. Oh shit, yeah. If I think I'm volume's <laughs> actually very important. Yes, if I'm home alone in the morning and I'm just like, right, I'm just going to crank some. There's this new artist that I well, not new, new to me. Her name's Angela Autumn, and she's like a a dark country sort of um, folky artist and I'm a bit obsessed with her. So, yeah, I would I like to crank her early in the morning. Sounds intriguing. Yes, I'll send you some links. You'll have to check her out. Everyone should check her out, Angela Autumn. Yes. I like that darker kind of country vibe that reminds me of uh, – I was listening to – have you heard of um, – oh, what's her name? I just lost it. It's um, something – 
Nah, Going to nah. have to come back to that come one. Back, come back to that one. But yes, Angela Orsham, she's amazing. I would love to crank ah. her every morning. Zealanada. Did you remember? There you go. Yes. Yes. Zealanada. Have you heard of them? I knew if I waffled a bit, you'd remember them. I know the name, but I don't know if I've heard them. So they got like a blues kind of rooty kind of sound to them and then they progress into like heavier kind of music as well. So it's very interesting. I was listening to it last night. It was like got those old kind of like, you know, crossroads kind of vibe. Then it went into metal and I was like... I really wow. yeah, this is cool. I'll definitely have to check them out. Yeah. Very cool. Um, um so where are we up to? <laughs> There's gonna be a bit of that in this episode. I think it's you asking me a question now. I'm actually really intrigued about this one. Yeah. What is your earliest uh, earliest memory of music? That's not a word, Jake. My earliest memory. <laughs> I love it. No edits. It's just happening. Um, what is your earliest memory of music? So yeah, my earliest memory. I would have to say, because I did grow up in a very musical family. So mum and dad always had music playing. Um, dad used to sing in bands and stuff. And dad had a like old fashioned, it was the 70s I'm thinking of. No, hang on. I was born in the 80s. <laughs> a 70s style um, setup with like a record player on the top and it had a cassette player and it had like, I don't know what else in there. And it had little glass cabinets underneath. I remember it vividly. Um, and it also had a microphone for some reason. I don't know why, um, but it did because it wasn't like a karaoke setup or anything. But there's a microphone in there. Maybe it was dad's from when he used to sing in bands. I'll have to ask him. Um, but that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I have a very fond early memory of myself as a little kid playing with this microphone. So, and just talking into it and la 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 and singing and mum and dad would put music on and I would just be singing along it's in the microphone. There's things with a tape deck in them and stuff and you can kind of record yourself. Or yeah, I think, I'm pretty sure mum and dad did record me and especially when, because we were in the army and they moved around a lot. So to stay in touch with family and stuff, they would send cassette tapes of me singing amazing tunes like Twinkle Twinkle, Little Star and stuff. As a very little girl. So I think my earliest memories of music would be mucking around with dad's microphone and um, and listening to mum and dad play music and that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think your yeah your, your next question is sort of similar and yeah. I can kind of answer it off. Without yes. me even asking. Yeah. What is your earliest memory of it's music? Very similar to yours actually. Yeah. Oh, so really? Like, did you have a microphone too? We had a microphone <laughs> and a tape tech recorder. That's why you I did. asked. And me and, uh, me and my sister, I remember... We recorded into the microphone singing Frosty the Snowman. I didn't know how it went. I just copied her. <laughs> Anyways, we copied it and, like, you know, sung into it and, it and it recorded. And then I remember we would sit there and, like, slow it down and stuff and then be like, Frosty the Snowman. It would oh go really low and really yeah. slow and we'd just sit there laughing our heads off at it. So from the earliest that's so memories, lovely. that's, like, it's just so silly but and bizarre but at the same time. But, yeah. And we had no idea that our earliest memories were quite similar. So they you go that's pretty cool hmm. and I think I wanted to ask those questions about earliest memories in music because going back to the focus of the podcast which um, like I've said is quite broad but music for the mind um, your childhood is something really important and any fond memories that you do have of your childhood are something that that people can hold on to and reflect back on because being an adult is a bit shit sometimes. And so having those childhood memories associated with music is something really special too. So that's why I wanted to touch on that. Mm, yeah. Definitely. Because like, yeah, you can't always be silly as a child when you're older. I mean, you definitely can. 
but there's a lot less uh, appropriate situations where you can be silly. Whereas, yes. like, yeah, going back to the times when, yeah, you can just record a frosty snowman and have it going <laughs> really low and slow can really just... <laughs> It still makes me want to laugh right now. Yeah, so. that's so beautiful. See, that memory just takes you back and that's music. So and that's, that's special. That's healing, man. That's, that's the is. type of healing right there. It <laughs> really is, yes. Times were simpler then. <laughs> okay, so we're happy with that one. Yeah, and that does segue a bit as well into the next one that you're going to ask me. So, has your music taste changed over the years? Do you think it changes naturally as you get older and mature? I feel like we should say I should we should have said and more mature like loosely mature like I I have moments where I'm not super mature <laughs> and then other times where I'm like full yeah I'm totally very mature um but to the point of the question uh yes my music taste has changed over the years I think I've become more open to all different genres and like I think when I was in my teens and stuff it was kind of uncool to like country People would be like, oh, my God, you like country music? Maybe depending on where you live. Well, it was for me anyway. Like I hung out with um, very sort of grungy alternative vibe groups in high school. suburban types of people. Yeah, the burbs, mate. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I think I, I sort of thought, yeah, that it was uncool to like country music. And so for a long time I just wrote it off. I was like not interested. But then – as I mentioned before, with um, mentioning Angela Autumn and different um, sort of dark country artists, but I like all country. I like the twangy, like, also, there's a, another artist called Cass Hopetown who I just interviewed recently, and she's absolutely beautiful, um, but it's definitely more poppy sort of country. There's like her latest singles called Who Needs Hawaii, and it's about, I love the meaning of it though. It's about, um, it's basically saying, you don't need to have this amazing holiday to take a moment to breathe and chill and relax. So she's talking about like everyone's really busy these days. Um, everyone wants to go on these holidays and you, but you can't always. So it's like take time out at home. And it's a really lovely message. It's a very poppy, upbeat sort of vibe. Um, yeah, so my love and appreciation for genres like country, for example, um, is something that as I got older, I was like, well, I don't care what other people think. I really like this. And even now, like at Good Call Live, we all have quite a broad taste in music, but I'm definitely a bigger lover of country than anyone else. So they leave that side of things to me. And that's cool, you know. Everyone has their differences with, with music. Um that's probably what makes it beautiful. I think yeah. um, people can really have a taste and a flavour, that kind of – that vibe that people give off and it's like the type of music they listen to really accentuates their personality too. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously different people like mm -hmm. different music, but there are a lot of people that are very open-minded and, you know, will appreciate all music for what it is. Even if you don't love it, you can appreciate it mm, for what agreed. it is. Yep, yep. Um, and so how about you? Has your music – has your, I think I've left a word out of yeah, that question. Has your changed. music taste changed over the years? Are there bands or genres that you love now that you disliked when you were younger? Yeah, so I'm very, yeah, in a similar like light to you, I think I definitely always kind of binged a lot more on the heavier kind of rock and metal side of things. So, I, and I was a bit more, yeah, focused on just those genres. So as I got older, I think... And I started expanding. The subgenres started to actually branch out to where they kind of there was a lot of genre crossovers and stuff. So yes, especially like System of Down crossover a lot of really random stuff. And then you got like um, 
Nothing they can think of off the top of my head, but um, yeah, like even before like Zealand Arda using like bluesgrass, he kind of like country bluesy kind of vibes. I if think you, like, using those genres, I kind of hopped over to the, to kind of starting to like them, and then now, and because I've toured with a blues and country rock outfit, I'm a bit more broader in my range of just because I had to listen to it every night. I didn't have a yeah, choice. Yeah, it was like you have no choice. <laughs> so you just learn to appreciate. I think yeah. if things get played over and over again, eventually you, you kind of. It's just like beer when you first try it. You don't, no one ever likes beer when they first try it. <laughs> Maybe someone does, but I think most people don't really have beer taste buds. So <laughs> I think ev- things can become a, an acquired taste. Yes. And I do believe over the years you do start to mature. And I've noticed even in the metal and rock I listen to these days is definitely matured. But yeah, because there's, there's so many genres within genres too. Like mm. especially metal, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely ha- goes up there for, I think, with electronic, maybe it will probably have some of the most subgenres known to man. Yes, and <laughs> you can definitely you can do it like a little adventure just going into subgenres within that genre. But yeah, definitely, as you get older, I think your you, your music taste does mature, and you get you, you appreciate other things that you used to not. And yeah, I think you just become a bit more whole and a bit more rounded and a bit more open minded in your views. Yeah, well, at least personally. Yeah, I agree. I definitely have. And I, I hope that that is a thing that most people. <clears throat> so where do you think you'd be if you didn't have music in your life? That is a very big question. Um, I know it sounds really depressing and a little bit morbid and awful, but I don't know if I'd be here if I didn't have music in my life. So, okay. Yeah, I yeah, definitely can relate with that. That's a heavy, heavy response, but it's a heavy question. And I think I know a lot of people in a very similar boat and I have spoken to people who have said many times, uh, I've interviewed a lot of musicians and things too, so not just people that listen to music but people that make it and they have said if they didn't have their music they just wouldn't want to exist and that's a big thing but that's how important music is to to people. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's definitely a thing because like I think music can really – encompass a lot of your life and become like a big aspect of it it's almost as big as life itself yes so totally see where you come from on that one yeah so and I mean obviously yeah you you're pretty much in agreement. but I was going to ask you the same question because it's such a big one like where do you think you'd be if you didn't have music in your life I wouldn't want to think about it to be honest because yeah. I'm very <laughs> happy with where it's taken me so yes I would think that's one of those alternate realities I'm gonna let just Go off into the ether because I'm, I'm happy with how it is with Perfect. music. Perfect. And that's it. So it's it's music not only for the mind, it's music for the heart, the soul, everything. Mm. Yeah, I got shivers saying that because it's true. <laughs> Feels. Mm. Yeah. So as well as music and sounds, even certain voices or tones and voices can be calming or have different effects on your mood. Like they say some people have a radio voice, that kind of thing. Is there a voice that you just love that, that calms or soothes you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, you know, you've got, um, like, if you're close to parents, which I am, like, if I'm really upset, I'll ring mum and just hearing her voice will make me feel better. Mm. Um, Same with my partner. He's got a very deep voice. Yes, those bassy tones. (laughs) When we first first got together, um, yeah, I, like, still now, but when we first got together, I would just ring him and go, can you just talk for a minute? I'm just feeling really anxious. I just need to hear your voice. Mm. So I think tones and voices can be something um, really calming and soothing as well. Um, 
so yeah, and then I have, you know, I love listening to Dave Grohl talk, so because I'm a bit obsessed with him. But moving right along, um, so yeah, so music is a healthy way of expressing your creativity through making it, writing it, singing, performing, listening to it, using it as you create art, using it as an inspiration in the way you dress, your style. Music focused to a healthy place is just so fucking cool. So how do you focus music into your creativity? Well, definitely as someone like Serenity Brutality, I think I definitely focused uh, fashion like using like wearing Avenged Sevenfold tights right now, which is kind of my signature style yes. for a lot of what I'd like to do. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'd kind of accentuate up using music uh, and creativity. So I'd like using it while I'm being creative, like especially while I'm designing shirts. There's no way I'm not going to be listening to anything. Yeah. Even if someone's trying to talk to me, I'll, I'll still have a little bit of background music because I think it's very important. It puts me on a, on a wavelength and a vibe and definitely, yeah, helps me get cre- into the creative mode. So I think by wearing what kind of music I, I like is like an expression and a way to kind of engage conversation with like-minded people. So I definitely think it's a, good way to kind of wear what you like and how you want to express yourself so you, you can invite the similar energy as Absolutely. well as yeah yeah like when you when you're doing creative endeavors i think music definitely helps um f- their creative juices kind of flow so yeah i think it helps channel your mind into what you're doing and yeah definitely so, cool. so i think that about wraps it up for episode one yeah did you want me to do this one yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, one of the music for um, one of music for the mind. We've covered some things here, but there is so much more to come. If you want to find out more about us and what we are all about, make sure you tune into episode two, coming soon. And this time with a guest. Find out who that is by following our socials. Music for the mind is on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can follow us on Spotify. With thanks to That's Not Canon Productions and Poet and Muse Media. Huge thanks to the two that you've mentioned. And, um, yeah, we really hope everyone enjoys tuning in. And we'll talk to you on episode two. All right. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.